Once upon a time, there lived three small wooden boys who wanted nothing more than to be real. Have you ever seen a wooden boy like we? And will we have a conscience after all thy see? Let's dream an itty bitty wish of all what things might itty bitty be. Just join us and you'll see. You okay, sir? It's your carers. Oh, nice to see you. Only joking, okay? it's the do, real boys. Do you need a minute? Oh, oh yes, please. Oh, come in. I haven't got any, so I'm sorry. Oh, mind the carpet. Can we come in and record a podcast? Oh, yes, please, come in. Thank you. Hello, and welcome to Real Boys, a podcast talking about Pinocchio films for the next 25 years, or possibly <laughs> longer. Um, we're the real boys. My name's Luke Terry, and I'm here with Joe Tyrone. Hello. And Luke Thomas. Evening. How are you, real boys? Yeah, I'm pretty good. I've been uh, spent my day. I got a bookcase delivered. That was nice. very exciting from British Art Foundation. They messed me around on Saturday, and uh, they didn't like knock on my door or ring my doorbell or anything. And then because they were like, oh, you didn't answer the call this time. They didn't call. They didn't ring the doorbell. They just knocked on the the door. Oh, good. Of a block of flats. I just saw them walking up. So I was oh, like, right, great. I'm going to accost them. Maybe they knocked and the old man answered. <laughs> <laughs> Scared them off. Joe, how are you? Yes, I'm doing very well. I'm feeling good. I uh, finished watching this film and it took me much longer than it should have. But <laughs> Longer than 90 minutes. <laughs> it did. It, did. Like, it, took me, it, took, it just took me multiple sittings to a watch. A couple of days. Yeah, it t- took me a few days. And just to really take it all in. That makes it sound how, very bad. How did it take? How did it take you that long to watch it? I'm a man with limited time, <laughs> limited attention span. I did rewind it a couple of times, um, mainly to show off <laughs> the the fish to my housemate. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you were we like, don't mention the fish on air. <laughs> <laughs> so in this episode, we're going to be covering Pinocchio 1940, which is Disney's mm. Pinocchio first animated version of this i think yeah um, possibly i yeah. believe it is i think i read i can't remember what country it was i'm guessing it would probably have been italy but there was like another rival animation company in another country that were like racing to get one out like an <laughs> animated uh, version of this i think it got lost i think the film's like lost and incomplete yeah i think i've heard of that i think did we talk about it on this before Maybe. It might have been one that came up when we spoke about po- uh, Pinocchio 1911 or whatever it was. Yeah, because obviously this isn't the first Pinocchio film of all time. That honour goes to the classic to Pinocchio 1911. <laughs> the Polydor's <laughs> classic. Yeah. But um, this is the one everyone thinks of, right, I guess, when it comes yeah. to Pinocchio films. like No matter how many new versions they bring out, everyone's going to remember this little original freak. Yeah. What's your history with this one, Joe? Uh, so yeah, it's definitely the first one that I saw. Um, I thought I'd remember more of it than I did actually revisiting this because I must have not seen this since I was, you know, I probably watched this when I was under 10 years old. And I don't know how many times I've watched it since, but I watched it, well, recently. And um, yeah, no, it, it was it, good watch, good watch. Yeah, it was just one of those, it, it kind of feels like the, um, when I think of this 
film and we'll get into it more later but it feels like and it literally is like the start of the of lots of disney's animated world but it also feels like the start of like something bigger with disney where they started bringing in like this musical theater element into their work you know like making it a lot more musical and it's much more uh i don't know quaint wouldn't. quaint yeah <laughs> quaint quaint is a good that's a really good word to describe it so yes to answer your question i am familiar with the film <laughs> <laughs> i'm surprised you could remember it considering you've watched that robert zemeckis version it's literally just the exact same thing but with tom hanks running around in a weird little live action room well the the robert zemeckis one that, that was just strange wasn't it <laughs> it felt like a dream really i don't even know if that happened because <laughs> i i've only i think i've only watched this one time maybe when i was like did do any of you remember when disney didn't have like all their catalog readily available and they used to release the dvds like one a year or something mm. it was really mm. slow release of old their older films and i remember like this coming out and i remember buying it from tesco like yeah. or like my my mum bought it or whatever mm. but i remember like not liking this at all and being really? quite quite afraid of it i think i must have been like <laughs> 10 and i was like i do not like this this is Aww. really scary so um, sad what I think is interesting when you talk about the Robert Zemeckis one, though, is that you say it's like a quite sick, close remake. I don't think it is. I think that's toned it down oh, yeah, considerably. It and this is, yeah, well, we'll get into it in a bit. But, yeah, far different from what I quite remember. From, from yeah. memory, this, this was one of those films that, like, uh, and my timelines might be mixed up here when these films came out, but I'm pretty sure that I remember being a kid and was obviously watching videos and I had a few videos in rotation, you know, I must've been under five, I assume. Um, and it was like this uh, Toy Story and like a few other random Disney uh, cartoons that, mm. you know, are in that rotation. And and, and so I do think <laughs> this film is a big part of uh, of my childhood, that's for sure. Yeah, I can't remember whether I had it and watched it a lot. I think my version of that was The Adventures of Pinocchio from 1996 or whatever it was. <laughs> That's the one that I think's the classic. But um, I watched this quite a lot when I was younger as well. I think I had it on VHS as well, or mm. I borrowed it or stole it from one of my family members or something. But yeah, it was interesting going back. I think most of the Disney films, the animation does just hold up, doesn't it? Yeah. You could have said this came out. Like, we were talking afterwards, me and my wife, about all the other Disney animated films. And there was one, I think it was like Lady and the Tramp, where she was like convinced it came out in like the 90s. And I was like, no, that's definitely older than that. And I think it turned out to be from like 1970 or something. 1950, I think. Lady oh, and was Trump. it? It was as old as that. Really, really old. It's like, I think 1952 or something maybe. Mm. But yeah, there's something, I think Disney were really good for a long time in just keeping this kind of consistent style. But I think these early ones are way different to how they ended up looking from like the mid fifties onwards. This these ones just look like they've been painted. It looks yeah. so expensive. I don't yeah. know how they did this during war. It's, like, it's yeah. backdrops, especially a, a really hand painted looking, aren't they? Yeah, mm. it, and it's it's interesting as well because like it almost comes across like they're testing out 
uh, and I don't know what the the literal animation term is that they're doing here or what they were using, but did you notice how different the the fairy looked, for example, to everything else in the yeah. Film? It was just so cool to see that, like, whether you can call it different animation styles or not, I'm not sure, but you can tell that they were testing something to see, you know, to either give that a different life or to sort of, you know, test what would work in their future films. Because obviously, this was only like their second animated film they'd ever done. I think the original uh, Spider Verse, like every character has their own (laughs) animation style. I think in the original Disney, you're either one of two things in these like really early 1940s, 1930s ones is that you're either normal looking human being that looks almost identical to a human being that they've probably just drawn over a person Mm. or a disgusting freak (laughs) like there's just no in between like Geppetto is a human being but he does not look anything like that fairy Uh, or Snow White or that Prince Charming or whatever He's got um, like a plum for a nose and stuff hasn't he (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, I, I love that blend a little bit yeah it is good I mean it works though doesn't it because it's kind of like to make her look otherworldly even though she does just look kind of normal no i really like it cool all right well should we go to the workshop and talk a bit more about the making of this yeah i think that's a good idea let's go down here try not to um all right there's loads of zimmer frames ah this there's loads of nails poured all over the stairs get them out of the way like like they're out of a tap yeah (laughs) just a wash with nails there's no um, lights or candles in it, so I'm just gonna have to hold a torch under my uh, under my chin. Sorry if it looks spooky. Um, so Joe, you're uh, you're the workshop master this week. I'm the man. Good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> what can you tell us? You've done loads of research. You told us you said you. That's why you couldn't watch the film because you were doing loads I, yeah, of research. You wrote a thesis, I heard. I, I had to just keep what watching it and keep watching it and really i i didn't want to learn anything from looking it up i wanted to learn by looking it and <laughs> making hazards just I from osmosis I, I wanted to watch it and hazard a guess <laughs> <laughs> you've gone to sleep with it in your headphones haven't you <laughs> absolutely yeah i've listened to the audio book i've listened to everything but yeah i mean pinocchio is like we said it might be the f- the first animated adaption of this story um it's <laughs> don't it might laugh be. At me. It might be. Don't laugh at me. Or I won't adaption do Adaption as well. <laughs> no, you said adaption. That's why I was laughing. Oh, I'm tired, guys. I'm, I'm t- sorry, Joe. He's been watching this film countlessly. <laughs> I'm, t- I'm tired. I'm tired. And Tell I've us more no, about the adaption. I've got no information. So it's an adapter. <laughs> <laughs> European adapter. <laughs> um. Yeah. So it was Disney's second animated film after Snow White, um, and that's all I know. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah, no. I, I, no. I've not gone deep into this, guys. I didn't have time. I'm going to have to look this up as we go along. <laughs> you asked me a while oh ago if you, could, if you were doing the workshop part of this. I asked you today and you told me. Oh, was it today? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that, is, that was... That was, it was particularly bad. You could find more out just by Type in the word I Pinocchio know, in Google. All right, right, look, I'm on IMDb now. I'm going to pick up the yeah. slack because you, we owe it to the listeners, it. Joe. Yeah, Wait you man on. it. I, I can't. I see BA. Go on. Oh, my God. This guy. You're going to get deducted back to a wooden boy from a real boy. <laughs> <laughs> the voice of Gideon, I'm going to tell you this fun fact, was oh, Mel no. Blanc, or Blank, who also yeah, voices Daffy Duck. Oh. Okay. 
and Bugs Bunny and loads of he's voiced loads of different cartoon characters. And that's the uh the cat that we liked, Honest John's sidekick. Yeah. Pinocchio oh. and Alec who's Alexander? Uh Alexander. Just one of the kids. Was he a boy? <laughs> one of the boys. He's voiced by Dickie Jones, who looks like he was a star of uh star of stage and screen, but I don't recognise him. But I clicked mm. on his IMDB. And his most recent known for performance was um, Avengers: Age of Ultron. Uh, I'm guessing yeah, for the song I've got no strings. <laughs> I was gonna say, isn't that because he sampled in, in I've yeah. got no strings? So you could have even mentioned that. Look, you. No, I, I, no... I did. I did look up some stuff. I do know some stuff. I'll tell you something else. Okay, go on. <laughs> um, well, I know that in like the promotional materials, they obviously Honest John is called Honest John, but in the promotional materials for this film, he was called Jay Worthington Foulfellow. That's a very cool name. <laughs> He's never mentioned as that in the film. Which I found what a shame. They must have cut, cut out that line. Or I know that this was, I think, the first animated film to ever win an Oscar properly because I think Snow White... It got nominated, but it won an honorary Oscar a year later, which is the one where he got the Oscar and the Seven Little Oscars. But I think mm. that was like a, right. an honorary a, extra thing. But this right. one won, I think, best music. I yeah. don't know if it should have, but I don't know what the music that was out say, in the forties. What, what were the others in that category? I wonder. I could Google it, but I think I'm going to go with you and doing the CBA ads. <laughs> I don't want to check the 1940s. It was all just Oscars. loads of propaganda Oscars. films, probably. In fact, fine out well, 1940 Oscars. I think it deserves that. It's got some great songs in it. It has. It's, it's got more than I real than I remembered. I because I obviously. I think it was because there were yeah, so many. Because yeah, like when you think of Pinocchio, you think of like when you wish upon the star, don't you? And yeah, uh, I think which... of High Diddly D. <laughs> I do now think of High Diddly D, but when you wish upon a star, obviously became like the. I I always consider it the. Uh, I thought it was just me, but um, I always thought of it as like Disney's anthem alongside. Yeah, it but it is, isn't it? Is that I I didn't mm. know that until I think it's I what it. plays when the Disney logo comes up on the screen. I think that's. Oh, is it? All oh, right, and then they. But I feel like it's that mixed with like a dream is a wish your heart makes, isn't it? What's that from Cinderella, isn't it? Yeah, I don't know. Uh, I did realise that when I went to Disneyland that they play that one a lot, but I don't think yeah. that's on anyone's playlist, is it? All right. Um, best original song was won at, in 1941 at the 13th Academy Awards by When You Wish Upon a Star. The other songs were Down Argentine Way by from Down Argentine Way. I'd Know You Anywhere from You'll Find Out. It's a Blue World from Music in My Heart. Love of My Life from Second Chorus. Only Forever from Rhythm on the River. I Love Affair from Strike Up the Band, What's Up the Clouds from Spring Parade, and Who Am I from Hit Parade of 1941. Are any of those big hitters? Uh, I, I'm not much of a music person. Joe? They're all on my playlist. <laughs> they're, all, they're on my running playlist. I, I, I run to... Oh, you beat me to it. We're all out there with the best original songs from 1941. Uh, uh, fair um, enough. I think it did deserve that win. Yeah. I mean, considering we don't know the others, but maybe that's why we know this one. Imagine if the other ones won. Maybe we'd be singing them now. Yeah. yeah. Down Argentine. song whatever. for RKO uh, pictures or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I've just read that that I don't know what this is, and I'm probably going to pronounce it wrong. But I've just read that you know I mentioned about the the way that the blue fairy is animated. Apparently, she's animated using, and I'm probably going to pronounce this wrong, the rotoscope technique. Does mm. that mean anything to you too? Yeah, what is um, that? that is what Luke said. I think when you just literally trace over like something that's been filmed. Yeah, right. I think so, uh, and that's why she looks so like a, just a, a real person. Like, uh, looks, looks dreamy. 
It looks like the real yeah. fairies. The fairy in this film is actually the... Is it the face of the Columbia logo? Yeah, so she was like the physical model for the Blue Fairy and also, yeah, the model for the original Columbia Studios logo. Is that the one with like the woman wow. like... Yeah, I always just thought it was the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, that's what I thought. Uh, yeah, well. same. So that's what a, a real rotoscoped woman. Yeah, it's actually Evelyn wow. Venable. <laughs> <laughs> I, I also saw a, fi- uh, a fact that was like, Figaro, the cat in this, is like Walt Disney's favourite character. Not just oh, yeah. in this film, but like in everything. Yeah, Why? <laughs> and they've put him in like other things as well, haven't they? So like Figaro is like in, I think... Isn't she technically Minnie Mouse's cat in another? Yeah. And then it's like all these other Disney properties that they just try and put her in. Probably mm. like House of Mouse, like, like I was saying earlier. Yeah. <laughs> I think it basically means that if Pinocchio, this one came out nowadays on Disney Plus, like Figaro would have their own spin off Disney Plus show. I mean, that's Figaro what we should be clamoring for, clamoring uh, a bit for a. Instead of I Am Groot or Doug Days. (laughs) We need need a Cleo spin-off one. Oh no, don't get me started on a Cleo spin-off. Blimey. We need Um, Cleo only fans. Yeah. (laughs) All right, to the listeners listening, uh, we all were talking about the fish because uh, the fish in this is is very, very attractive. (laughs) I don't understand why they've made the fish attractive. It's so beautiful. She's just got these really cute eyelashes, hasn't she? <laughs> Those big, big lips. She's so beautiful. The only note I've written about her is that she's a horny fish. I didn't... I bleep that out, bleep that out. Is that a swear bleep word? I don't think um, it's a swear word. Horny? Yeah. Yeah. Nah, I don't think um, it is. I think I wrote, like, why is the fish so sexy? And then cat sexy? kiss fish. Wish word. that were me. <laughs> <laughs> you wish you were the bowl. <laughs> holding them all (laughs) another fun fact about this film is that i think when it initially came out it was a bit of a box office bomb and it seems that when it was re-released in 1945 that's when it actually started making you know recouping some of that budget that they'd spent on it i wonder what was going on between (laughs) 1940 and 1945 that uh hurt this film yeah why do you think that is well, it's just weird though because you think of like obviously like the circumstances. Of course, of course, it flopped. But like, you think of like Disney films and you think that they're just instant hits, don't you? I mean, in my head, mm. like anything from that time, like weren't Disney pushing the boat on most of this stuff? I I don't know. I I imagine like any everything that came after this of their animated films probably did do really well at the box office, like the cartoon wise. Yeah, it's probably mm. a bit more of a of a boom after that, but. Um... I'm guessing the war probably probably didn't help very much. No, no, of course not. But then again, like that was one of the few ways people could like see the news, wasn't it? At the cinema, didn't they put like news rules on before films? So maybe they were left after the news. Germany has invaded France now. Now Pinocchio. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't feel good at the cinema like watching Pinocchio. Can you imagine that? They're like, um, Italy has joined the Nazis. <laughs> it's now part of the. Uh, the extreme right, and here's Pinocchio set in Italy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my lovely Pinocchio. <laughs> I am such a proud Italian man. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't think it would work. What else? Any, any other facts? What else st- stuck out to me on this? Oh, my God. I've just seen something that said, uh, on the trivia for this film, that says Carlo Col- Collodi, you know, the writer, was really Carlo Lorenzini, a journalist oh, and no. rabble rouser who settled down to write children's stories. 
He took his pen name from the town of his mother's birth, Colidi. When he originally published Pinocchio in the form of a magazine serial, Lorenzini's intention was to kill Pinocchio by having him hang himself. Yeah, so and and going off of that, actually, I saw something about it. I think this film actually went through like various iterations because like Walt Disney was like, this story is too dark, and it's not. And, and again, he did like he Disneyfied it and put music in it and stuff. But then why that, do it? Like it's so dark. Like it's yeah. really really grim. Anyway, that's a real moral just gone heart of it though, isn't it? Well, that's What's the, the thing, isn't it? That I found that like that, that darkness like bled through. In, despite this being this colourful, you know, quaint Disney thing, that darkness still shines through at times. And I, I think it probably is just because at the heart of this book, which we'll get into later when you read us more of it, Luke, it's oh, yeah. God. just going to be a wild journey. I would say that this is probably one of the darkest versions of this tale that we've seen so far. Yeah. I'd go with yeah. probably Guillermo del Toro's is the darkest because it literally has like... What? Do you think that, like, I think, like, that was probably, like, well, obviously, intentionally more dark. But I feel like with this, they were just, they were just taking that source material and they were trying to dumb it down. And I think it comes across like that darkness is just, it is the story. These are these characters, you know, like there are boys turning into donkeys. There are whales eating people. (laughs) It's Mm -hmm. just like, you know, that's the source material. So how do you make that, you know, presentable to kids and to families? And I appreciate that they kind of just went, no, it's dark and I'm going to terrify you and I'm going to terrify all the kids in the audience and all the adults. Like it's, it doesn't even hold back on being really scary. Honestly, Um, like every donkey transformation we've seen so far, they never fail to be scary, do they? Like it's in every single one. Um, We'll get onto it more, I guess, when we're in the, the ride. One last bit of trivia, like as we're saying about how dark it is, one of the trivia things is one of the first Disney films to have like multiple villains. And when you think mm. about it, there are, there's like four or five villains. It's like pretty sinister, sinister yeah. six vibes, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Can you imagine? That's If this were made in the modern day, that would be the spin-off, wouldn't it? It would be like, what's the whale called? Monstro. Like, Monstro. Yeah, Monstro and Honest John. He's like, I think we should make a team. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to make a team of a big whale. <laughs> a whale I wish Doctor Ox. Yeah, imagine that Doctor Octopus. You've got Venom or whatever, Sandman, and just a giant whale. Like, he yeah, like, can't speak. Him, like, he can't speak, but like, is his skin penetrable? Like, it, like but I sure feel like you wouldn't be able to get him on side. He'd just eat you. Like, he doesn't care. He's a force of nature. I'd have him on my team then. Yeah, yeah. but he wouldn't. He wouldn't be on your team. He'd eat you. He'd eat anyone. Oh, I'd ride him. Yeah, if you're riding him, you're all right. <laughs> Maybe he could be their base of operations. They could just be inside. Him. him. Yeah. That's true. That could be good. <laughs> the coachmaster could bring his coach inside the whale. All right, well, I think we've learned a hell of a lot about this classic film. I've, I've, <laughs> we've really milked the uh, 83 years since this film's been out to learn more about it. I hope all the listeners appreciate it. <laughs> how much information we've given them. Should we move to um, Pleasure Island? Should we get on our donkeys? Let's go. Yeah, I think that's a good idea. Oh, mine's really a a big one. Yeah, because I was so scared of the Coachmaster. I've just, um, I've actually just got the donkeys this time. The Coachmaster's not here, so we've got to actually ride them, but I didn't bring saddles. Oh, ah, 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 oh, oh, ah. Full donkey, he's still half boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's got boy legs. Oh, I haven't got on my donkey yet. I'm just looking at pictures of uh, that, that fish. <laughs> Gross. Oh, here we go. We're getting there now. 
Have you see oh, the I giant see eight? Oh, yeah. Oh, wow, look at that. That's cool. Should we go and smoke some cigars? Oh, yeah. This <laughs> <laughs> is like the Joe Rogan podcast. <laughs> We're all smoking in it. <laughs> well, now we've arrived at Pleasure Island. Should we talk about the ride? The ride that this film took us on from the Good 1940s. Plan. The ride over land, sea, and everywhere. And Joe Tyrone, you, you go first. What did you think of Pinocchio 1940? Yeah, I, I enjoyed it. It was, uh, and like I said earlier, like coming back to this, I didn't really remember much of it. So it was like I was watching it, you know, kind of for the first time again. I obviously know from watching, and and this is something that I think that well, well, it's going to come with the more of these we do. Is that it's like you said earlier, Luke? Like the story is the same across most of these for the most part. So you can kind of predict what's going to happen. It's just how they handle each part of this story. But I think that it feels very Disney. It does feel a bit dated, but like we said earlier, like, I think the animation holds up, the music holds up. Like it, it all holds up, but it does feel of its time. But yeah, I know I really enjoyed it. What about you guys? Yeah, I was started watching this and I was immediately on the back foot i was like i have no time for this quaint old stuff i'm not i'm not in the mood i'm not in the mood for the opening titles that go on forever yeah. and the little lovely singing and everything quaint and to be honest i wasn't enjoying myself for about 25 minutes i thought it, the, the start of this is quite slow mm. kind of a boring build up to him getting uh, animated as soon as he joins the whatever as soon as he comes to life though so did i and I and I suddenly started really quite enjoying it. The darker moments really, really worked, and I started appreciating. I think the more the animation, it was just so good. Um, yeah, I ended up enjoying this a lot more than I remember enjoying it as a kid. Still not my favorite film ever, and definitely not my favorite Disney film. But yeah, I, I thought this was pretty good. What is your favorite Disney film? Oh, Lady and the Tramp, and uh, uh, and really? Emperor's New Groove. Yeah, oh, I I, I, I used to love I used to love Lady and the Tramp as a boy. They used to be my number one film oh that's really cute i feel like i've learned something about you i used yeah i always used to walk around with a lady and a tramp Uh, (laughs) and then my dad was like you you're 18 get a job (laughs) why are you walking around with me (laughs) but which one is he (laughs) joe what's your favorite disney film this is like trying to pick your favorite child (laughs) um... which none of us would know about (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I don't know. Like, I, I, I feel like I like ones that people don't like much. Like Disney's Dinosaur, epic. No yeah. one liked that. I love that. One of the worst films ever. Dinosaur. Yeah, it was so good. It it's not. not. It's it's no, it is. It's great. It's, it's nice. <laughs> bad, bad story, bad film, and horrible animation. Yeah, nah, man. Very dated. <laughs> All right, so um, yours is. Tre- I'm going to say yours is Treasure Planet, then, Joe. No, um, no, no, it's not. No, no, no. Wait, I'm thinking. I'm thinking. It, it might be Tarzan, actually. I like yeah, Tarzan. Tarzan's higher for me. Mine's probably yeah, a goofy like... movie. <laughs> goofy. That movie. does that count as the Walt Disney animated classic, though? I think that's a that doesn't count. Was that Tarzan? Sorry, or Goofy yeah, movie? Tarzan probably doesn't count. Goofy movie definitely does, though. So is that? Oh like... no, Tarzan <laughs> counts. Goofy movie doesn't count. That doesn't Why? count. It's not. It's not a Disney animated classic. Man, it is. I, I, all right, I'm going to Google it and prove you wrong. You... I, I thought the animated classics kind of stopped from like the year 2000, or have I got that wrong? I think they're still calling them uh, a goofy there's, movie. There's like the different ages as well, isn't there? Like Gold yeah. Age, Silver Age, Bronze Age. <laughs> I don't think there was a Bronze Age. I don't they know st- what mine is. Maybe it's- Mulan? I don't know, I like that one. 
Mulan is good. I'm more of a Studio Ghibli guy. (laughs) (laughs) This was Walt Disney television animation. That doesn't mean anything. I don't think it counts. It doesn't count. It does count. It doesn't. Right, I'm going to check. Is Goofy Movie... What are you going by? Disney Animated Classic? Disney Animated Classic, yeah. Is that actually the name of like a a collection or something? Yeah. There's a list on IMDb. I don't think it... Right, I'll just pick one at random then. I'll go with Fun and Fancy Free. <laughs> Fantasia. Did either of you guys like Fantasia? I used to. No, love I it. didn't like Fantasia at I've all. I've never seen Fantasia. It's oh, annoying. It's good. Yeah. Jungle Book's right, my it... favourite. Then there you go. That's good. actually true. I used to love Robin Hood as well. Did you? Yeah, Robin Hood's pretty Robin good. Hood boy. Um, I like the Fox and the Hound, but only because it made me feel something. Oh my... yeah, the Fox and the Hound. My favourite is probably Many Adventures of Winnie the Pooh. I always used to watch that. Oh, and just yeah. like. Eating honey with like no pants on, and it was just like <laughs> in your <laughs> I was whenever I used to have a day off school sick, I used to sit there just eating honey, and I f- and I didn't like honey at all, but I'd just like keep eating it by like the spoon, just because I was like I want to be like the bear. <laughs> <laughs> that says a lot about me for... now. <laughs> yeah, you I, are just like the bear. I actually think uh, I'm, I'm sorry. I've gone through this list, and it's like awakened all of my memories, and and I think Hercules is my top. Nice, mm, good show. Good. I prefer the songs to the actual film, though, for that one. I could say that yeah. about quite a few of them, though. But yeah. um, I think that this is obsolete, though, because you're right, Goofy Movie doesn't count, but for some reason, Chicken Little meet the Robinsons bolt, and a lot of quite bad films do count. So I don't know how I feel about that. Yeah, but Walt Disney Animation Studios didn't make your film. Do you think there's a kid out there who whose favourite Disney animated classic is Strange World? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be... That'd be good, wouldn't it? What are, <laughs> what are Disney making at the moment? Because I think they're going for a bit of a moment of having no identity. Mm. I, yeah, um, I'm I'm really not feeling Disney or Pixar the last couple of films. I liked yeah. Encanto though. I really liked Encanto. Encanto. Was good, to be fair. It, yeah. It's weird because Encanto Moana was good. One, that grew on me afterwards. Like, I think when I first watched it, I did. I, I liked the songs, but I didn't love the film. And since I've heard the song so much and gone back and watched the mm. film, like, I get it now. Briar and the Lost Dragon was good as well, actually. Yeah, yeah. To be fair, that was pretty good. Well, maybe we love maybe Disney. <laughs> yeah, I think I actually prefer Disney to Pixar currently, which is mad. Yeah, I, I love Moana as well. Yeah. Oh, Moana. Very Do you remember when Ralph broke the internet? That was oh, awful. That, was that wasn't so good. So good. <laughs> um, I really liked, though, the Pixar film. What was that one that came out? Um, Luca. I really yeah, liked I that. Luca. Oh, that was surprising. Yeah, so you like him then? Yeah, that was surprisingly really good, Luca, wasn't it? That's like, the only I, one that I've enjoyed since, like, Coco, though, I think. Yeah. Which is quite a while. Um, yeah. Anyway, yeah, no, I think I like this film as well, Pinocchio. It was, <laughs> <laughs> it was good. No, I think that this one's like a classic for a reason. Yeah, songs stand up, the animation stands up. Yeah, I I did really enjoy it. I know you said you didn't have much time for the quaintness, but I kind of like that because I think in the last year I've maybe watched like one or two of these films, re- mm. like quite recently. I think I watched Peter Pan and Goofy Movie. I think it was. Um, (laughs) shut up (laughs) but um no i kind of i like that i like the old fusty sounding choirs at the start that all speak Mm. in that will sing in that like unknown accent it's like kind of british but kind of not yeah Um, that transatlantic accent is really weird yeah, yeah. I don't know. I had a, I had a good time. It felt like a a warm hug of a film until it didn't. Until mm. it starts feeling like you're 
nan telling you a story that you're too young to know about that's kind of <laughs> the vibe it gave me yeah i liked all the workshoppy stuff at the start you're, you're right though there's like 20 minutes of this very short film that's just geppetto messing around in his workshop it's long in it it's a lot in that workshop and he's obviously uh, depressed and he's just like talking to the walls and stuff but like it's shown as being whimsical and fun i think that's one thing that maybe every version of this gets right is to go into the sadness of Geppetto a little bit more. Feel this look at this jovial fun man, but really he is deeply disturbed. But they're like, oh he's fun. But he's not. He's a freak. Yeah, not he is fan. very weird. In this he's his voice is particularly weird. I didn't remember him sounding like that. It's funny you no. said he's a mad good boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was going to ask you guys, well, I thought it would just be fun for when we actually discuss the Italianness of this Geppetto, because I don't didn't really know where to place him. <laughs> uh, yeah, I've I've written down something for that, um, because the actor <laughs> is Austrian, and I don't think he's doing an Italian accent, I think he's doing an Austrian right. accent. Yeah, he sounds <laughs> very right. much like a man who hasn't spoken to a human, just a fish in a hat <laughs> for like five years. That'll be me in a few years. <laughs> yeah, this undetermined accent. Let's talk about like the opening stuff in the film then. Okay, so I I liked all the clock stuff, I guess. Um, there was one clock where a little boy was getting his bum spanked by his mum for oh, yeah. eat, because he'd eaten loads of jam, and I'm like, <laughs> when did that era end of like eating jam and getting hit by your mum? Because <laughs> like I think that's in loads of old like films and stuff. There's always a boy like covered in jam and the mum like <laughs> yeah, bam, he's eating bam. the pie, hasn't he, off of like the. Uh... The windowsill, I reckon that's what it Ooh. is. It can't just be a jar of jam, can it? God, I bet there's nothing better than eating a beautiful pie off a sill. Yeah, hot pie. <laughs> the windowsill makes it hot, taste hot better pie. as well. Yeah. But, ooh, I'm going to steal that hot pie. <laughs> I think when you're a kid as well, you're the perfect height to just like stick your head against the window. You don't even have to use your hands. You just stick yeah. your head straight in there. Yeah, I think that ended about 1967. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I bet there's somewhere in the world where it's still a thing. Well, well, my dad, I was talk, he, I was talking to him the other day because he always used to tell me these ridiculous stories from his childhood and stuff. Like he was telling me about how his mate got on top of a roof and had a poo onto a football pitch, and how another of his mates accidentally cut his um, how do I say this in a private friendly way? His yeah, his sack open and he had to hold his own testicles uh, and go to his mum and apparently his mum sewed them back up for him that's not true and i was like that's not true though but he said that he was once they were like they stole a bunch of homemade wine my granddad had made and then they went off into a field and stole a bunch of apples from an orchard and the apples were the size of watermelons and i was like that's not that's true not though true. that's not small. true dad that's all it yeah. was they were small like little walks <laughs> They were just out but of the I mind. Think, <laughs> I think whimsy like that ended probably around like the eighties. I don't think it was even around in the eighties. I think people well, look explain back my and dad. Act like it was. He's just looking back and thinking that because he's high on the fumes of Sheffield, the burning, <laughs> the burning <laughs> fire. To your minds. Have you seen Fred's or whatever it was called? <laughs> yeah, I don't know uh, about the whimsiness, but I did like that. I read a fact as well. Sorry to step on your turf here, Joe, but I read that they actually did construct a model for every one of those clocks as like oh, a reference yeah. to animate it. That's crazy, isn't it? That means somewhere out there, there's a clock of a little boy getting slapped through eating jam off the windowsill. Oh, I'd love that little 
boy slapped jam clock. <laughs> I'm going to find it, and that's going to be your Christmas present this year. <laughs> Even better, I think that Luke should make it instead of making yet another puppet. <laughs> he should make that clock. <laughs> Can you imagine if, like, at the end of this podcast, like Luke's got his own workshop with all of these puppets? I hate the idea of sanding down a little boy's bum attached to a clock. That's horrible. That's where you have to start as well. The first start thing on you the construct bum. is the bum. <laughs> um, there are a few gags in this which did kind of work. I didn't think it would have any. And it's Geppetto who's got them. I've never oh, yeah. seen a funny Geppetto. Mm. But like all his clocks are going off and then he's like, I wonder what the time is. He checks a pocket oh, yeah. watch. It's like genius. <laughs> yeah. There, there are loads of little moments like that. There's loads of like, little yeah. one-liners that Jiminy says as well. That just like they they got me. now. <laughs> this is this is very like so dated humor, but it lands so perfectly. Um, I will contend with that. With that. I did f- found that bug quite irritating a lot of the time. He kept looking at the camera and making a lot like he. What did he say? Like, um, but he's the narrator. I, don't, I know, that's but he was what, annoying me. Like he, he been to like a pantomime. Like the fairy turns Pinocchio into a like a, a living creature, which should be a moment of shock and awe and magic. <laughs> and he looks down the camera and he's like, "What can they do these days?" Like, shut yeah, up! I, I liked that. Look at Majesty, for goodness' sake! That was I, quite just... ahead of his time, I think. Another fact about Jiminy in this is that did did you guys find his toes weird? <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I like really that that's a fact. No, I don't know. The fact is coming. But the fact is that when they were animating this film, they made him look like a cricket originally. And this was something that they changed. They were like, he looks too scary. Make him look more human. And they gave him toes. <laughs> That's all it takes to make someone human. We've been trying to do this podcast to find out what it means to be a real boy, and we find out now it means you have to have feet. You need to have feet, and you need to be cute. Yeah. (laughs) I I liked him. I thought Jiminy Cricket was good in this. No, his only only motivation the whole film is because he fancies people and he's flirting with people. Like, he only does the job. Oh, no, that's why I don't like him. It's me. <laughs> it's got your head. It's got your head and face as well. Yeah, it's got your head. <laughs> you got your toes. <laughs> no, Jimmy does... Cricket's feet weren't half as hairy as Luke's. For a while. Uh, he does it all just because the fairy looks at him and he goes bright red. And then he's like, oh, yeah, I'll, I'll be at this man's conscience. And then she just gives him clothes. And then that's it. And he doesn't do his job right at all. He's rubbish. I think he's, he's terrible right. at his job. He what tries. does he do right? He doesn't try. Everything he, he does, <laughs> yeah. the blue fairy has to save him. He keeps losing Pinocchio. He keeps he found out about Pleasure Island stuff by accident because he nearly yeah. got in a fight with a little boy. He keeps like just flirting with everything and just and being annoying. Fair, like the, the part where like Pinocchio gets taken by Stromboli mm. and ends up doing well. Like, I remember that Jiminy just is like, oh, well, they love him. Okay, well, I guess I don't need to be his conscience. Oh, I guess so. He goes to, like, give up and then walk away. And then he's like, oh, but I should go and wish him good luck. And then he happens to go back and, like you say, accidentally find out about Pleasure Island. Imagine if he'd not gone back, like, to check on him. Then he'd have been locked in that cage forever. But he did go back because he has a conscience. I don't think he does. I think he's only motivated by his own sexual organs. I think I they don't spelled, like this guy. They spelled fair. conscience wrong, and and it should have been coincidence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, everything he does is just by happenstance and like, oh, I've accidentally found out this thing. And but he doesn't help. He doesn't do anything. He's just there. He's a bug, though. You're you're putting too a bug much who's on meant him. to be. He's meant to be a conscience, and he's there just like, oh, let me in! Knocking he, on the He only becomes a conscience teeth. accidentally as well, though, doesn't he? Exactly! He's just so, so passive. It's not like, I don't it's not like he's, hot, he's applied for the job. It's just happened to him. He got to knighted. I think that... He like, deserved the badge. From the few films that we've watched, I feel like that's something we're learning about Jiminy, is that, and I don't know if this is the case in the book, but like his motivation does seem to be very self-centred. It's like in one of the other ones we watched, like he was going to get... His book was going to get published, right? Was that in the yeah. last one we watched? But and then yeah, he was like, he was like, oh, can I get a gold badge when, yeah. when, when I've done the work? You know, it's like there's always a, needs to be a reward. Mm, like, yeah. so therefore, is he really a conscience or is he just a guy looking for a Maybe reward? that's a lesson though for pinocchio that you know no one does anything for free yeah i don't trust this guy i think he's in it for the wrong reasons i don't think that he should be the all-encompassing voice of conscience i, I think trust he's... him more than i trust honest john that's for sure and he's got oh yeah me name. too <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I wasn't a fan of the book fine. and i didn't like his little whistle song i was I, that was the point where i was getting really annoyed what was i was that? just like shut give a little whistle <laughs> Oh, Shut no, up. That was, that was I didn't mind that. It's pretty charming. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. quite charming. I found him very nauseating in, in general. Uh, I didn't like heart, him. Mate. You need to What did you guys think of our puppet boy? Pinocchio. Delightful. He's, he's all right. Yeah. He's not bad. I, I, I found him quite charming in this, to be fair. Like, he, oh. he, I think towards the second stretch, when he gets to Pleasure Island, he obviously becomes a, a jackass. <laughs> but, um, yeah. you know, other than that, like I, I found him quite charming for the most part. Yeah, yeah, I think he's, he's not the worst. He has these. I think he's probably the best. He has the wide-eyed innocence that he plays off really well. He's got a voice that's kind of sweet and nice, and he's just like he's a bit of a liar sometimes. He's a bit of a, a brute, but he's smoking a cigar. That's yeah. cool. Yeah, he feels like the only one we've seen so far that's not to some extent trying to be a nuisance. Yeah, he yeah. just is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's all accidental. That's the thing in this whole film. Everything's accidental, basically. Yeah. <laughs> See who I didn't like in this though. Who did? Uh, what was it? Candlewick. He was. He was a nightmare in this, wasn't he? Oh yeah, he's really he, naughty. He was fantastic in this. This is my favourite version of him. He has such a searing, awful little face. Yeah, he's oh. got horrible. And... He's horribly punchable. This Candlewick. Yeah. This terrible face, and I think the fact that. He's such an awful, awful boy. And then just at the moment of like absolute terrible horror, he's just screaming, Mama, Mama. And then just, he's gone. He's dead. Yeah, you don't much. see him after, do you? That's what I think is crazy in this. There is absolutely no payoff or comeuppance for any of the villains. They all just carry on doing it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, they're yeah. all still out there. Even the whale. I think he's still <laughs> I don't know, I kind of like it though. I'm like, oh, that guy's just going to keep making donkey children and he might be Satan and he's just mm. going to keep doing it and it doesn't matter. Should we rank um, the villains? Okay. I think that's the best thing we could do right now. So we've got Honest John and yeah. Gideon. Gideon. You have them as a pair, do you think? No. Yeah, they've got to be a pair, I think. They're, well, not, they're not their own person, are they? Gideon barely yeah. says a word. That's why I was going to put him last. I don't like him. <laughs> <laughs> well, he brings down the pairing of him and Honest John. <laughs> We've got Stromboli, we've got the Coachmaster, and the Whale, and G- and Jiminy Cricket, according to and Jiminy me. Cricket. I don't, I don't think he's in it for the right reasons. No, I don't like it. Where should we start? What I... a fantastic plethora of villains! Mm. Incredible yeah. stuff. 
They put yeah. a wooden boy through his paces, that's for sure. Definitely. I think a wooden boy comes out at the end and he definitely learned some lessons. <laughs> yeah. Right, let's start with our lowest. Who's who's the least villainous or least evil and whatever? Least successful? I, I would probably say the whale. I think they accidentally stumble into the whale and, you know, he does what a whale does. He yeah. eats fish and they get caught in the in with the fish. Yeah. He a monstro is a force of nature, which I kind of like. He doesn't have morality. He's just a nightmare. And I think yeah. he's so good. Like, I love this version. He's just a big, big whale. Big whale. You yeah. don't need to make him anything magical. They don't have to make him like an octopus whale. They don't no. have to make him a villain mm. from earlier. He's just a big, big whale. Big whale. And what did you think of like the, the first shot that we saw of him as well? I was genuinely like, I couldn't tell if it was a rock or it was him. Like, it was like zooming in. And I was like, that's a rock. That's a whale. That's definitely <laughs> yeah. a whale. And it was going in there. I was like, wow, this is terrifying. What's he going to do? And he opens his eyes. And I was like, oh, yeah this is a good one yeah, and they cool set up they set him up by them just keep going oh where's monstro and all the fish are like oh my god and they're jetting yeah. it off that mm. like, he's the king of the sea maybe he's not the god he's the best villain, villain. Maybe he's, <laughs> he's a bit better yeah because he he's got like a real aura around him <laughs> yeah everyone's talking about him but they're not talking about him because they're scared of him i like that he was painted he was like painted differently as well yeah. wasn't he mm. yeah and he i love the kind of look the physical exertion they're getting just to get out of him. And then like he sneezes and then he's immediately just bringing him back. And it's just this all encompassing power that I think doesn't really land as well in any other version. It's a really good monstro. I kind of liked as well with him that it was, um, it was like a actual full action sequence. The escape from him. It wasn't just, he's spitting them out. It wasn't just, he's eating them and then he's going to spit them out or whatever. It was like full on like a chasing. Yeah. He wasn't really trying, was he? He was just no. angry. He was annoyed with them. They were just lucky to escape his wrath. Like he's powerful. Sure. And yeah. I think... Uh... He's not our worst villain, that's for sure. But the only reason I put him lower was because of his... Motivations. Pinocchio. Yeah, his motivations to put it... Because he doesn't have a clue who Pinocchio is. Like Whereas the other villains were out to get Pinocchio. Yeah. But does that not make True. him even scarier? Maybe. True. Yeah, there's no targets. Wow. Just anything in his wake. He's like Thanos. He's just snapping away everyone. All right, can um, we have a quick discussion about all of them then? Because I don't want to put any in last without talking about them. Yeah. Yeah, okay. So, Honest John and Gideon. Mm. What a terrible pair. They are no good. <laughs> Naughty boys. Yeah, they're, they're scoundrels, but I don't know about villainous. I think that they um, just... I don't know. There's a point in to... the film oh, go on. where the coachmaster asks like, offers them a load of money and then they're like oh who's the target and they're gonna oh yeah who do we, who do we kill like <laughs> oh yeah. We... <laughs> yeah like they're gonna kill for money so that's yeah. and whilst they do kind of go like ooh, the coach bastards satan they still do it <laughs> they still know what's gonna happen and they, yeah they do just... do it they Money. follow orders. Yeah. I think they're a bit reluctant when they find out that it's little boys, though, don't they? Aren't they? Yeah, because they're, cause they're kind of like, oh, my God. Like, what? And, and that's why I was going to say, like, the coachmaster is particularly scary because I he even he's the, the other villains. And like, particularly, cause... he's the scariest thing I've ever seen in a film. Yeah. He is absolutely awful. Yeah. Horrible voice. He's, well, like, he's even... just from London. <laughs> but even the moment he says, like, he's like, oh, yeah, well, I'm collecting boys. And, and then, the, the, like, Gideon and Honest John are like, oh. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, but they still do. I think there's more like, 
oh, we can't do that or we'll go to prison. They're not there like, oh, we shouldn't do this because it's little boys. Mm. They're probably just also thinking that, like, if they don't do it, that coach master is going to just destroy them. Yeah. And turn them into kill... humans or something. Mm. Oh, yeah, he is genuinely haunting. There's the bit, and I, I don't remember that. I don't um, remember that scene where yeah, he when turns into when Satan. He's hiring him. That bit was really horrible. I remember, I think I'd like checked something on my phone and I had to look up and I was just like, oh my, oh my God. <laughs> I don't want to be dramatic, but my heart was racing exactly <laughs> the same as it was when I was watching the film Barbarian. And I was like, oh, oh that is frightening. What the hell is going to happen next? <laughs> <laughs> He is the scariest, I think. Yeah, yeah. I'll give this film that. I was surprised quite a few times in this, and I didn't expect to be. But the bit where some of the donkeys can talk still, and he goes, "Ah, this one can talk," and then yeah, he and he's like picking him up corner. and chucking it. Yeah, he's throwing him around and like stripping him down and and like whipping him. And I'm like, oh god, this is. Yeah. He's really he's... mean. His Stromboli, faceless horde. Stromboli mm. had nothing on this guy. No, it's yeah. true. Yeah, this this is the most that a coachmaster's ever stood out to me, I think, for sure. Yeah. Um, um, Honest John, though, yeah, going back to those two, I think they're, they're very bad, but they're not massively memorable, I guess. Yeah. I like how they look. I like High Diddly D. It's fine. <laughs> they're more just kind of whimsical, but also they're killers, yeah. Can I ask one question, though? Go on. Why is one of them a cat man, but cats exist in this world as animals? Why is Goofy a dog, but Pluto's a dog? We're not talking about those. They're not, they're, <laughs> they're not, they're not, not included in the Disney classics. animated classics. <laughs> yeah. but, if you, but if you bring House of Mouse into the equation... <laughs> not a Disney animated classic. Just in, this world, is. Just right. in this world, though, it's like quite clear that there's just Be a fair, cat though. walking around and talking. Did someone did a man mate with an animal to make these two? <laughs> yeah, but the cat the cat didn't actually talk though, did he? So maybe he is just like he's just um honest John's pet. I don't yeah. know. He must have spoken though, because he's voiced by the same guy as Daffy Duck. I don't I don't want to be dramatic, but if I had a circus and some and a fox man and a cat man came up to me and went, Oh, I've got a little wooden boy who can move and looks like he's not got strings, but he does look like a puppet. I'd probably go, I'm going to capture this fox man yeah. and put yeah. him in a cage yeah. and make him sing his high diddly deed for the crowd. Yeah, that's true, yeah. <laughs> With a cat following him around as well. Yeah, no you're good. You're going to be a star kid and you're just saying it to honest John. <laughs> locking him in that tiny little cage, bird cage. So Stromboli. Stromboli's just there like, look, I'm going to be honest, John. We're keeping you. Yeah, we are keeping you now. You now live in the cage. Yeah, I'm going to feed you, but you are now John, my pet. You've got the biz. You've got what it takes. Entertain my people and let me keep all the money. That's as evil as, as Stromboli got, wasn't it? Sort of, you know, keeping all the money for himself and obviously mm. throwing Tokyo in a cage. But I, I didn't find him much more menacing than that. He just wanted to make money, didn't he? He yeah. made Pinocchio cry. Yeah, apart from making, you know, apart from locking Pinocchio away and using him as a puppet, even though he was a no-stringed puppet. Yeah, here's a yeah. question. What are his tears made of? Sap? I don't know, because usually by the time he cries, that's when you know he's real. Yeah, he's crying out of his horrible wooden head. Yeah, can you imagine it's just sawdust? 
that really hurts <laughs> your eyes, wouldn't it? <laughs> I like the well, bit where uh, where him and uh, Jiminy shared the tissue together. Where like, he blew his nose and then passed it to to Jiminy, and he blew his nose. It was quite but Jiminy sweet. could have got him out of the cage pretty easy. Like, I think he could have got out of the cage pretty easily. He could have just slipped between the bars. They were quite far apart. I'll, I'll give it to the remake. I think this is one of the only things it does better is that scene because I feel like they don't use their initiative to get him out of the cage at all. They yeah. just rely on a big fairy appearing to help him. Yeah, yeah and I was going to say that that part actually confused me about this film because it kind of, like what we were saying about Jiminy earlier and, you know, whether he's good, whether he's bad or whatever, but it actually took, like, the responsibility away from him because the fairy was constantly getting called in you know with the waving flag and like oh we need help can you can you come and sort the conscience and the puppet boy out i'm surprised they had enough in a budget to keep rotoscoping her mm. um <laughs> yeah i mean it, we're skipping ahead because we said we're going to talk about the villains but pinocchio being able to cry was also another point on my concerns about that puppet's design like why did he have real hair mm. did you notice yeah. that it was moving around blowing in the wind has yeah. geppetto sewn a wig onto a puppet <laughs> that's pretty weird when you think about and it puts tear ducts on him as well yeah. <laughs> really grim um, we know who's getting master marks for craftsmanship though <laughs> he made hair he made a crying boy it was awesome yeah but yeah but so why think... did he build it to cry that's concerning he wanted mm. it to cry that's one of those dark undertones, isn't it? Yeah. So I think villains, when we get to doing our ranking of the villains, I think we put the coachmaster as number one because he's so scary. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Does he have quality of show? Pleasure Island can count as his show? Um, Maybe. Yeah. Are we counting him as the villain of the piece? I think I th- we... I think so. We have to because he was so villainous. Yeah, he was nasty. He was horrible. Yeah. He, he had do... the Mona Lisa. He had the Mona Lisa. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Pretty good show. Fair play to him. Cigars. Yeah, Yeah, he was the best villain I've ever seen in my life. Like, (laughs) genuinely incredible. He was so awfully scary. Loved it. I hate him so much. Yeah, I think he's the top. I would say Stromboli might be the lowest. Yeah. Yeah. Tells him more on his job and his pet. Yeah, Mm. I'm going to go probably Coachmaster, Monstro, Honest John and Gideon, and then uh, Stromboli, but they're all good. Yeah, they are yeah. all good. Yeah, they're all pretty threatening and have great shows. Um, Stromboli, um, he says they're going to go all over the world and they're going to go to Constantinople. Isn't that like an ancient city that's gone? Like, yeah, does that exist anymore? Yeah, I haven't heard that in ages. Constantinople. Isn't was that Turkey or was it Egypt? Or was well, it let's well, let's have a look when it collapsed. It collapsed in twelve hundred. So, <laughs> is this from like, set in the Stone Age? <laughs> Oh, wait, hang on. The Latin Empire, the Ottoman Empire. Um, it was the capital of the Roman Empire for a while. And then in the Turkish War of Independence, the Turkish capital then moved to Ankara and it was renamed Istanbul in 1930. So let's imagine it was set before 1930. It would have been Constantinople. Right. That's not as fun. Yeah, it was set in Stone Age. <laughs> <laughs> Japan was a Viking. <laughs> <laughs> And he ma- and actually made uh, made Pinocchio out of bricks. He's the first man to make <laughs> synthetic hair as well. He invented fire and then invented a little boy. Fire the wheel, <laughs> Pinocchio. The free our, grace our, inventions. Our own Pinocchio film that we're going to make is so coming together now. <laughs> Are we going to make a Viking Age Pinocchio film? Yes. I'd love that. <laughs> that is a good idea. On yeah. the villains, I, I wrote a note. In, I've just looked in my notepad and I wrote, wrote a note that if this was live action back in the day, 
I feel Robin Williams would have played Honest John. <laughs> yeah. Maybe. Yes, I that see that. It'd have been a good role for him. I really like the look of the fire in this film and water. Everything looked mm. awesome. There's a bit where he sets his finger on fire and that candle looks fantastic. Yeah, it is funny how some stuff's so cartoony and then some things have has this like weird realism angle to it. Yeah. Like the yeah. fish that's um the fish dinner thing that looks just amazingly painted. Yeah. Yeah, it is such a shame that we haven't got many films like this. Like I know Guillermo del Toro's one was really well made, but um yeah. I do miss having these like hand drawn two D films where it feels like they've actually thought about everything that you're seeing on screen. Yeah. Yeah. Stop yeah, motion it's... might be the only thing still doing that. Well, I think they come hand in hand, don't they? It's like the it seems like the more animated in such a style these films are, you can tell how much like tender love and care has gone into them. And and, and in, in most cases in these films, it seems like it pays off, especially going off mm. of you know Guillermo del Toro's and of course this film. Yeah, definitely. A boy who can't be good may as well be made of wood. Oh, I like that quote. I was yeah. that as my Rhymes. Bio. <laughs> That's such a hard bar. You should remember that for when you're making your next song, Joe. <laughs> I'm, I'm putting that. Isn't it next episode? I'm making a Pinocchio song. So yeah, yeah. Well, that's episode. come round fast. I'm saving that. I'm Yay! Saving... It's, it's gonna be Shrek. Shrek, <laughs> it's Shrek gonna... inspired Pinocchio song. I'm just gonna do a cover of All Star. <laughs> <laughs> you can do that. Isn't it weird that they eat a lot of fish in front of Cleo? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the animals, the actual animals must be so confused in this. Yeah, because <laughs> there's like a hierarchy of animal. You're either a faceless goon monster thing that Geppetto is just going to feast on inside mm. a whale's stomach. You're a, an animated and quite attractive animal. <laughs> or, you're a, or you're a disgusting beast, which yeah. is like Gideon. And then finally, I think the final evolution is uh, Honest John. He's like a top animal. Hmm. But also at the same time, though, why has he been allowed to survive when the other donkeys that still have human voices and personalities have been chucked in a pen to be burned? Did they get burned? Probably made into glue. You do that with donkeys? <gasps> I know you could do it with horses. That's what they were going to do with the boys who couldn't, who were speaking. Oh my God. That's that's how they're gluing together all those. Sh- that's what Pinocchio's got inside him. He's glue. Child he's glue. Hair on. That's what he's teasing. donkey made glue. <laughs> His teeth are made of humans. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a mouthful of human teeth. <laughs> oh no! Oh no! I really don't like that. Um, yeah, it's really horrible, isn't it? What's I love this? the Why rain. Have I written a note that says Pinocchio has allergies and Pleasure Island is the cure. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. In the film, or was I... Oh, it's because Honest John says that to him, doesn't he? He's like, "You look like you're." Oh no, because that's it. Because yeah, there's goes... one part where he's like dying. He's green. Yeah, isn't know, it? He's, he took a cigar in and he's like he no, swallowed it before then though. Oh yeah, before then. Before he um, whitey. John pretends to be <laughs> pretends to be a doctor, and I remember this part because it really made me laugh. Because he's like, oh my god, and he puts something in his mouth like, say hippopotamus. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and then he goes hippopotamus, and he's like, oh my god, and he's like, then you've got, and he says you're you're sick with whatever, and the cure is you've got to go to, on holiday to Pleasure Island. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, that's how he tricks him into going there. That's quite an elaborate it's scheme crazy. to get all those kids to Pleasure Island. He's had to do that many doctor's appointments. I mean, anything quite for a, a paycheck for that man, isn't it? Yeah. Um, 
and if you can keep the coach before. master happy. This is probably one of the best Pinocchio noses for me. Um, mm. Because not only does it grow, but it also grows and ages with the seasons and creates life because it creates birds yeah, and then they die. Yeah. Yeah, because we it's were crazy. really blown away when it did that in Guillermo del Toro's one, but I didn't realise that in this it like sprouted. No, leaves. I didn't. Oh, I, I forgot. There was one part that I've just seen in my notes that we've got. I think we've moved past it. But um, Go on. one thing I really did like about Gideon. <laughs> oh, not about Gideon no, 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 again. No, no. There's, there's something idiot. he does in this film, and it was it was such it was this moment where I was like that that is that is that sketch is done so nicely. He's smoking a, c- a cigarette or a yes. cigar or something, and he g- grabs the smoke ring, dips it in his beer yes. like it's a donut, and then eats it. And I was like, yeah. that's that's such like Fantastic. I just love the whole idea of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, smoke is used so well in this film. Yeah, There's quite a few times where smoke, like the, the little fishbowl, ended up full of smoke, and then Monster obviously breathing out a load of smoke. It's so cool. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there's quite a lot of like Looney Tunes esque stuff as well, isn't there? Like mm. um, Pinocchio's eyes like filling up with smoke and little bits like mm. that. Kind of. Yeah, I love that. Don't get mm. any of that in the in the live action versions, do you? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to see Tom Hanks's eyes fill up with smoke. <laughs> <laughs> did you see there was a shot and it was um of the coach going by with the kids in and everyone's like dancing in it but if you like look at the f- the actual character models they don't like it's oh, just like yeah. a, a blob with like black dots and a weird black smile like bobbing yeah, they're around like stick men aren't they awful and so yeah. are all his like little minions they're all like just blob people his minions are so weird what the hell were they i don't know because in the remake they're like made of smoke were they not like gorillas or something they were like shapeless demons they were demons they definitely are demons he's definitely satan you're right i really don't like that fella which i think is why pleasure island looked so good in this film because it's literally Mm. hell but it's just full of all these naughty things but it looked like a really fun time yeah Yeah, of all pleasure islands this is the one i'd go to i reckon Oh yeah, definitely. Get get the pool board out. Pool board? Is it called a pool board? Pool table? Mm, pool table, yeah. Grab, table. Grab, grab your cigars. Yeah, <laughs> there's the so much to do. <laughs> they really sanitised that in the live action one, didn't they? I think they're not 100%. smoking or drinking. They're like, yeah. should we have a root beer? <laughs> yeah, they're drinking root beer and it's like, these are bad kids who are drinking beer and smoking a cigar. Yeah. That's cool. I just just love the image of Pinocchio, this like child animated character just smoking a cigar. And it's like the the 40s were so cool. It was just like you could just put anything, any old horrible stuff in and it's fine. I think this was set in the Prohibition as well. So it's particularly bad that they're drinking alcohol. That is bad, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And then we get on to the transformation. Like, let's talk about that. That donkey transformation. Not deeply, deeply upsetting. It's yeah. like the kids crying out for help, like Lampwick when he's mm. obviously transforming. Pinocchio doesn't go through the full transformation, does he? In other films he does, doesn't he? But in this he doesn't get the whole way, does he? He's kind of like... No, I think most of the time he doesn't fully he doesn't. transform. He's in 1911 he did. <laughs> yeah, yeah, in 1911 he did, yeah. No, so he kind of gets halfway, but he's he like terrified. He always years and tail, doesn't he, I think? Yeah. I think the use of the shadow just against the wall as he's transforming yeah. was really scary. Uh, I think this is one of the scariest ones. I think the scariest transformation of all time is the Snow White uh, evil stepmom turning into a crone. Oh my god. That is my hands, my voice. Oh god. 
The one in this that I, I really out. liked was when Lampwick's like turned around. He turns around as a human and it's like mm. it stays focused on him and when he turns back around he's got like his little donkey face and hands and yeah it's oh horrible God. it's oh. really upsetting and he doesn't come back he's dead no he's end. definitely oh. dead do you think he was one of the ones that kept talking no because he starts going <laughs> oh yeah he does doesn't he yeah there's one more quote i liked from this film that that i wanted to mention was uh that jiminy cricket said you buttered <laughs> you buttered your bread now now sleep in it <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he so did good. say that, didn't he? Yeah, I like that. that I take away from these films compared to you two. I feel like I take away all this ridiculous stuff that's like <laughs> these one little passing moments. You always that's... love the bug. <laughs> that's the, that's the thing. You love the bug, and I always hate him. That is consistent for everyone. So <laughs> I haven't really found about... a bug I've liked too much. Yeah, one day. Can one we day. talk about how instead of Papa, it's Father in this one? I love that. Yeah. He's yeah. always saying Father instead of Papa. Are we doing fatherness rating this week? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got to change the format. Uh, um, how did he write a letter from inside a whale? It Was it him that wrote it? Or was it from Who the Blue Fairy? Because it, no, it came from the, like I space. Thought, yeah, I thought the fairy sent it from space. <laughs> Why didn't she come and just say, Geppetto's why did she send a letter? It's so weird. She was she was busy putting him in the whale. Yeah, she put him in there to teach Pinocchio a lesson and whatever. She was like, "I've done you one solid. Now you've got to learn your learn your lesson." If if we didn't have that letter though, no one would know what the whale's name is. So we're quite lucky yeah. to have it. Yeah, monstro. Yeah. Um, so how did he end up in there? And how long did he live in there? And he seemed to be having a pretty good setup and life in there. He was like, right, go on, let's get ready. And he was fishing loads of them. He must have spent yeah. a while workshopping that. He's always <laughs> there for a while, though, isn't he? The house yeah. was full of dust. He must have been yeah. like a year. <laughs> Do you remember in one of them, he'd been in the whale so long that he made a Pinocchio out of bones? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I love his life in the whale. I think it's always really unusual and funny. And I think yeah, they should explore great. that more. That That's what there should be a spin-off of. It should be no, called Geppetto, Disney there, original. There is, there is. Remember I told you this, that there's like a Disney Channel original movie just called Geppetto, and it's all from his point oh, of view. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, that's, Which that's I think not wait. It, it does actually sound quite good. Like that Lion King one that's all from Timon and Pumbaa's perspective. It's just <laughs> like that. <laughs> it's exactly what we need right now. The transformation at the end. Um, yeah. Deeply upsetting because he still looks like a boy, but his nose changed. He looks exactly yeah. the same. Same eyes. Same same outfit. Usually yeah. his outfit changes as well, just to you know at least make him look a bit different. But in this, he full on just became a boy version of what he already was. Yeah, it's that but upsetting. He's got the same eyes. No, I don't like the look of him. For the, the end. eyes, but the eyes were still his puppet eyes, so he didn't really look too much different. I kind of don't mind it if I'm being honest. I didn't mind it. I, I'm, I didn't I'm mind quite it. happy with him to be fairly similar because at least then it's not like Geppetto's falling in love with this puppet and then it's like a totally different boy. Well, he's still cute, which is good, but it's also, the, but the like that is like the the iconic Pinocchio look, isn't it? Like the yellow, is it the yellow hat and the black hair and mm. and the little waistcoat he's got? So like, I suppose them keeping that was what's made him. You know, it's kind of cemented that look that, I mean, for me, when I think of Pinocchio, I think of that Pinocchio. So Yeah. Could you imagine if he became a real boy and he was just like wearing a three-piece suit? Like, he's like, <laughs> just come from his christening or something. <laughs> It'd be really weird. I wouldn't like him a three-piece suit, but I don't like his nose. His nose, I think, is the thing that bothers me the most. It's small, wasn't it? 
It's a very small nose. I wish it had been a bit more powerful. But isn't it just because you you were used to his puppet nose? Is that why? Uh, Maybe, yeah. But also, like, it feels like most of the characters have a different coloured nose to their face. And then at the end, he has this kind of strange little boy nose. I'm looking at a picture of him, and he's deeply uncomfortable looking. I think the issue... he's cute. I think the issue is... I think the issue is his uh, eyes. They're way too close to the puppet's eyes. But he is so the puppet. Like, and no, he's he's not. He's yeah, I know that, he was. That is the who puppet, he was. But... That's how Geppetto wanted him to look. That's his his perfect dream ideal boy. That's what he wants his boy to look like. And that's what oh, he got. That is, that is a strange looking boy. That's Ugh. my nose. I'm, I'm, he's got my Luke. nose. It's so he's, tiny and cute. I think that's why I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, he he looks strange. He looks I don't fine. like it. He's cute. He looks like he could be on a detergent bottle. Little fairy baby. Pampers. He looks like a perfect little boy. He, he looks... doesn't look like a perfect little boy. He looks like a freak. I'll take him over the 1996 one. At least he's not a grown man as well, like in 1911. <laughs> yeah. Hello, Dad. <laughs> You're right. Could you imagine? It's a teenager. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> That's really good. But yeah, I don't have anything else to say really about the film. Yeah, I think we go to the beach. Yeah, should we head to the beach? I can yeah, hear okay. the waves from here. Right, let's go little paddle. Oh, this is <sighs> relaxing, isn't it? Oh, this is nice. Oh, what's wait, this? what's that behind us? Is that a letter? What does that letter say? <laughs> I'm stuck in Monstra. What the hell is Monstra? Oh, 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 look up behind you! <laughs> oh, no. Oh, he's sneezing. Oh, God. Oh! 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 Whoa! So now we're here in Monstro now. Is that where we're doing this from? <laughs> yeah, we beach were going to go to the beach, we're stuck in Monstro. <laughs> got a pretty sweet setup. There's a barbecue already here. Yeah, a really nice a boat. Bucket of fish. <laughs> it's fine. There's really sexy fish in a little bowl. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we're here at the beach. It's time to go through and uh, categorise and rank everything in this film. Okay, fantastic. So, Take the lead, Sunshine. I will do uh, Papa. So we are starting with um, the Papa character. So that is Geppetto. So how are we ranking him Italianness? Minus one. He's not Italian. He's Austrian. <laughs> Was he that bad, though? It felt Italian-ish. <laughs> it is. It felt European. Sorry, he's got to get more Italianness than some of the ones that have just had American accents, right? He doesn't have an Italian vibe about him, though, I don't think, other than his name. Uh, mm. He doesn't do anything. I mean, Stromboli is like borderline racist Italian. I don't think he deserves much Italianness. Should we just go Maybe one for two? his name? Two? Two? Two, yeah. Two. Two, two. okay. Uh, so how much of a pupper this guy is? Uh, he's quite caring. He's immediately loving. Yeah, caring. He's loving and caring, but I didn't I didn't feel the fatherliness vibe from him much. Do you know what I mean? Like, it, he's just a nice character, but I don't like, you know, he goes looking for Pinocchio. He's like, Pinocchio, where are you? <laughs> Whatever. But yeah. it's not like, oh my God, my son's missing. It's like, oh, oh damn, my puppet I made's missing. There's the bit, oh, I forgot about that. The bit where like Pinocchio's like dead and he's like crying and then Pinocchio comes to life and he's like, I'm I'm a real boy. And he's like, no, 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 you're dead. You're dead. You're dead, <laughs> Pinocchio. <laughs> That's another classic Geppetto zinger in this film. He's very, he's the funniest character. He's pretty hilarious, yeah. <laughs> I think he's quite happily. Yeah. He's We're calling cool. it fatherliness, right? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Father. Father. Fatherness. Father. I think he's approachable. I think he's quite loving. He doesn't spank his son like some of the other ones we've seen. Yeah. 
I look like that clock. <laughs> yeah. Oh, he had it in the that mind. There. That's there as a reminder for him to not do it. Not spank his son. <laughs> I reckon we go with like a six. Yeah, yeah I, was I was thinking six. six. Middling. Okay. Craftsman skill and remembering this man made hair and human teeth. And some of the best clocks that we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And tears. Yeah. Real tears. He's a nine, I reckon. I think he's a very good one. What do you think, Joe? Yeah, I, I do like it. I think I was more impressed by his clock, so. <laughs> but I do love the yeah. puppet. <laughs> he's a good puppet. I, and I, then I don't think I could go nine, though. I feel like we have had better ones. Okay, maybe an eight? Yeah, I, I'd, eight. Go, I'd go eight. And no, then uh, sadness. Now, I think this is a different form of sadness this time because it's more like his life is sad. He's a sad mm-hmm. yeah. rather than he is. I don't think he's self-aware enough to cry. He's quite much. jolly, I think. He's a quite jovial character. Yeah, but have you not heard about how like the tears of the clown are some of the saddest ones? <laughs> yeah, I think it is that. I think he's hiding something. He's masking something behind yeah. that questionable accent. There's a sad. There's a deep man. pain. Yeah, he's secretly Austrian, and this time Adolf Hitler's <laughs> on running rampant. But our but our ratings so far have been on the sad. How sad this character is, right? Like how sad he feels. Yeah, he's sad about the Fuhrer. He's so sad about what's happened to his homeland. The reputation that that man has left on his on his land. God. He would be sad. Tarnished all of Horrible, Austria. the things he got It's just the rise of the Third Reich. He's yeah. definitely upset about it. Imagine, um, you've got that looming over you and you're also having to deal with the coachman. <laughs> That is a lot for one man to carry. I think villains. that I think he takes a lot of things in stride, though. Like he makes the best out of living in Monstro. I think better than anyone else. Mm, He's yeah. fishing really, really well. <laughs> He's yeah. not that sad, is he? Let's be honest. He's a survivor. I, I, yeah, yeah, I think five. Yeah, I think five is a fair score. Now we get on to our next category, which is Bug. How are we ranking his charm? I think he's fairly charming, and that he sings I, nice I songs. Like yeah, I, I would think give... he's not charming, and I hate him. <laughs> well, I can't give him as high as our last bug because our last bug we gave a nine. So yeah, he's, he's nowhere near that, mate. No, he's not he's near not that. that. I can't level. give him as high. But I would still put him above five. I'd put him at like six, seven. He's better. He's than... like a yeah. horrible flirting. I'd go, I'd go with at least a six. Yeah, <sighs> he sings some of the best songs. He's got right, a nice fine. little outfit. Fine, six. He's done all this stuff and all he gets is a little medal and he's actually happy about that. Yeah, but I just find him just like, oh, that damn, that candle wick. I'm gonna, well, well, I'm going he's home. From I'm the gonna 40s. get the first boat here. I'm going to get the first like boat that. out of here. He keeps ditching Pinocchio. He's like the worst at his job ever. I did I like him. charming about that. I no, did like that he was going to fight uh, Candlewick though. Yeah, me <laughs> Let too. Let me at him. <laughs> Let me at him. <laughs> He's like, come I'm going to get that fella. Fun. That is charming. I'm going to get that old fella. Little Everyone needs a little that. man like that in their life. Yeah. That jackass. like it. <laughs> Your dad is like that a little bit. Yeah. All right, fine, six. That's fine. Uh, how much of a role model is he? Again, I think he's not a role model. He's bad at everything. No, to be fair, I wouldn't put that higher. I, I would no. definitely drop that a bit. I'd say that's like a four, maybe. Four. Yeah, I think that's good. And how is his teaching ability? He does teach him to whistle. Yeah, that's pretty strong. I think it's just in the middle ground between his charm and his role modelness. So probably a five or a six for that. Should we go six? Yeah. 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 
All right, so now we've got villain, which I guess is an amalgamation of most, but I guess we're really going to go with the coach master this time. Yeah, it's got to be the coach. Is his name um, what was his character's name? Coach master. Like the coach man or coach master. Right. That's what's terrifying. He's just the coachman. Yeah, um, he's so bad he doesn't even get a name. Threat level. Infinity. Midnight. Infinite. I'm going to put like an infinite symbol. I'm going to do that as well. Yeah, because I genuinely will never know any character in any media that's more threatening than this man. He is nightmarishly evil. Like genuinely, it's like a horror for like 20 minutes or something when he he's in it. And he's... Yeah, his scene is so horrible. It reminds me of Apocalypse Now. He's just like fa- Marlon Brando in that, but scarier. I think the fact as well, when he's when you first see that scene and they're all in the pub, I didn't really, because I've not seen it in a long time, I didn't really know who he was. He's just mm-hmm. a kind of normal-looking fat man. Yeah. But inside, he's Satan. Yeah, he looks yeah. quite jolly, but he's anything but jolly. I think he's even saying, like, I'm collecting stupid little boys. Yeah. Yeah. It's like he opens his mouth and hell unravels. Yeah, Yeah. that's a good way of saying it. Imagine being that heartless, though. He's even calling them stupid little boys. But what he's doing to them is very, very bad, whether they're stupid or not. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, And like immediate, like the callousness of his, like some little boy, like shouting out for his mum and he doesn't care. He just throws him in the corner like, I'm going to kill you. He's basically contributing to like the slave trade of children. I even talking about it, I feel really sick. I, like, I, yeah, I, I find it's funny because like, I'm just thinking about Stromboli and I'm like, the most menacing thing he did was bite into an onion like it was an apple. <laughs> <laughs> no, he picked up an axe and went, when I'm done with you, you'll end up like the rest. I'll use you for firewood. And he threw an axe at like a dead yeah, puppet. Yeah. <laughs> that was terrifying. <laughs> that was so horrible. The, the, the onion stuck with me though. <laughs> This they looks were... like such a whimsy cartoon, but I would hate to be in this world. Yeah. I would hate. It's so scary. And I think the weather is way worse than any... It's all just <laughs> raining. It's so it's terrifying. <laughs> I'd never go to Constantinople if it looks like this there. <laughs> Cats walking around. <laughs> now, what do you think of... What do you think of the quality of the show? And I guess from that, we could use the show that his puppet show is I Have No Strings, which honestly, I didn't really find that visually interesting. Mm. There's a few sexy puppets. (laughs) But we're talking about the coachman as the villain. Yeah. Okay. So I think that it's, I think his show is Pleasure Island because that's the show that he's getting to draw people in. Pleasure Island's fantastic in this. Would would you guys give in to Temptation at this Pleasure Island? Because I think I would. Probably. Remind I'd probably be Oktoberfest. Yeah. I've been there before. It looks just like this Pleasure Island. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I don't think there's anything. I would immediately be like, yeah, I'm getting involved in this. This is sick. Yeah. Killing um, people and stuff. <laughs> do they kill people in it? No, I don't know. I think they shoot guns, though. Yeah, but like, cool. not. That's fun. <laughs> it's literally what we did on my stag do. Do you remember? I think we were like the kids in this. Yeah, yeah we were. Imagine if we were shooting t- guns. Turn into donkeys. Um, there's a really big clown head, to... isn't there? Yeah, there's a massive clown head, massive eight ball. If this is what you have to do, like enjoy this place to get turned into a donkey, how many times do you think we would have all been turned into donkeys by now in real life? Oh, like hundreds. A couple hundred, yeah. Yeah, it'd be a nightmare. I'm looking at pictures of Pleasure Island and it is a really awful place, isn't it? I mean, it's a great show though. and It would draw you in for sure. Yeah, and I think the fact that there's that big thing that, yeah, the thing that throws cigars at you. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. A big clown head. Yeah, Yeah. it's a really good show. And they've got the Mona Lisa. Yeah, oh, yeah. And a a house to destroy. 
Infinite. Yeah. <laughs> infinite again. <laughs> He's the best. No, no, we can't. We can't throw them infinites around. <laughs> All right. He gets an eight for quality of show and a threat level infinite. Like, yeah, it's got. Yeah, I've put. In, for, I've put infinite for threat level. I think the fact that eight they... for his quality of show and uh, eight on its side. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That makes perfect sense. I think like yeah, we're never gonna get better than that. And the fact that he manages to end the film unscathed, he's gonna carry on his operation. Pinocchio yeah. has not stopped him. Nothing. It's like awful. It's like a force of nature. He's yeah, just does does it burn down well. or get water poured over it no. or anything? No, it just no. still exists. Exists, probably thriving. The horror insane. continues. Still there today. Um, the final section uh, of this is the real boy. So first of all, we look at his transformation. What do you think of that? Uh... Well, it made you two both uncomfortable, apparently. Yeah. I thought he was quite yeah. sweet, but little weird I, nose. I like that he didn't change too much. Yeah, I did. I did I like that. Plus. I was I was uncomfortable, but you know, I I do I, I like what they did. So I I but I still would only give it like a five or a six. Yeah, I think a, a five is probably fair because there's there's nothing too dazzling five. about it. No, that's what I mean. Like there's there's no the frills. Wood grain. Like there's no frills, but I I would recognise him. Like, oh yeah, Pinocchio, you're a boy now. <laughs> yeah, you know, you're shrunk. a. But I look at you for a second, and I'm like, are you still the puppet? Oh wait, no. Look at that, that little nose. Yeah. You're a boy. Same colour. I think it's the colour. He's still the same colour. Still, still wood-toned. Yeah, like, just... Ugh. I think it's fine. What do you think about the puppet racing, the look of the puppet? It's simple, but it does the job. Yeah. Mm. I, 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 slightly I, I confusing. Yeah, I think it's... like He doesn't look completely puppetish because like we said but you know he kind of doesn't look much different when he's a boy so Real i probably right. put the puppet rating too high but close your eyes and i'm going to say to you imagine pinocchio this is what you imagine i mean it's yeah. very hard to not imagine this this is the definitive the perfect gold standard of pinocchio yeah. presentation this is the classic and yeah. we can't really sleep on that can we no, it's just not. It's like uncomplicated, isn't it? And it just does the job. Yeah, whimsical. He's got kind little eyes. He's very emotive. I think he's a ten. Like I think he's a great puppet. But I'm willing mm. to to go lower. But I think he's. A I would say fantastic to keep it realistic, sign. I'd go with like an eight. Yeah, right? I, th- I think I'd have he's to not go massively lower. puppety, but you're right. Fine. Me in the middle, no nine. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I want a yeah. nine for it because he's a very good puppet, like, and he's a very good. Like, he's I have iconic. A, he is iconic. I have Pinocchio here, and it's exactly the same yeah. looking, like, kind of boy. Oh, like, his see... legs. <laughs> oh, they're really far apart. God, he's got it's a very gap like any dream about. <laughs> <laughs> Length of nose up for debate. Um, What's the how long we do you see it? He only gets the nose growing in that one scene. It gets. It doesn't get that long, does it? It's like no, but it grows a couple of branches and stuff. Length of a guitar, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want to say maybe like two and a half meters. I wouldn't even go as big. I reckon just two meters. Two meters. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, two meters. But it's cool none because of that like tickling the whale to get out mm, of there no. or anything is there? No. No, I think this is cool because this is probably the first time we ever see uh, it creating life. Like mm. creating birds from a nest yeah. and then they die. Um, well, chronologically awesome. wise, this is the first time we've seen his nose grow because it didn't grow in 1911, did it? No. True, true. He always had uh, a lot. Okay, and our final one is our lie scale. Uh, 
as done with a Nando scale of spiciness. This boy lies six times. Yeah, yeah I can't. All in one well. scene. Yeah. Yep. Seems the first time we've ever agreed on the amount of lies, which is good. Yeah, because <laughs> it's single digits. Because he's but, barely a liar. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say. So on that, then, do we go like mild or mango? I, I reckon he's plainish. Yeah, plainish. Because he's not even what's, what's... naughty particularly, is he? So is that mango or like lemon? No, and herb? I think there's just plainish. I think that's it's the, called plainish. The... I think that's the is bottom there? level. Yeah, I'm sure. There oh. is. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, plainish then. That's for um... people that put ketchup on their chicken in Nando's. <laughs> I think that though, even though he's not a liar, I think he's more of a rascal than we yeah. often see. But he's a bit of an honest rascal. That's the ish, then, I guess, isn't it? And he's a bit of an innocent one. Like he's like, oh yeah, I, I like being a naughty little boy. It's fine. Yeah, but he's, he's honest. Very naive. And, no, not a liar. And his lies in that scene are pretty silly and like outlandish. Yeah, and it's like he doesn't even know what he's doing. He's he's crazy. He's not doing it in a harmful way. He's just like, oh, I guess uh, I don't know. Doesn't he learn his lesson though? God, he doesn't. He never lies again after that one scene. He yeah. doesn't. Uh, so sweet. Which is a shame because I love seeing his nose grow. Um, yeah, I'd have loved to have seen it make a whole forest full of birds and worms. <laughs> yeah, and all different things. But that would have been cool. So let's go quickly through them. So uh, Papa or Father, who's Geppetto, Italianness, he's Austrian too. Papaness six. Craftsman skill, eight. Sadness, five. For the bug, who is Jiminy Cricket, we have charm, six. Insanely high. Role model, four. Teaching ability, six. I can't believe it's six because he doesn't teach him anything except how to whistle. <laughs> but fine. Villain, threat level, infinite. The most terrifying <laughs> villain we have ever seen in this film or any other film. Quality of show, eight. The real boy, who's Pinocchio, we've got transformation, is a five. He becomes a weird button-nosed freak. Puppet rating nine, he is the classic. He is the, the gold standard of Pinocchio's. To be honest, that's too low, but whatever. Length of nose is two metres, not very long. Kind of depressing that he didn't do it again, because it's a cool trick. Yeah. Lie scale, plainish. He's barely a liar, he's more of a rascal. Nice. There we go. Good rankings, though, I think. Nice. We've got a, I we've got a, a lovely deck coming together, honestly. It's a lovely deck, yeah. All I uh, could uh, think through that whole thing, though, was how much would you guys love it if Luke drew us as uh, boys turning into donkeys with the coachmaster, like, whipping us? <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> Please do it, Luke. <laughs> I don't want to do that. <laughs> really scary picture. You've got to what draw is- him. We'll just draw oh. us as, as as donkeys. That's fine. We don't need. I love the, the idea. The whip. You got to try to somehow show a bald donkey, one with a big quiff and one with glasses. That'd be perfect. Well, why don't we have me and Luke will be the donkeys and you, Luke, because no, you're I, drawing. You can I be. Whip you can you. Have a whip. <laughs> <laughs> and you're bright red as well. You're Satan. <laughs> <laughs> that horrible monster face. Uh, I love a little challenge. Oh, wait, we haven't ranked um, this film in comparison on our Stromboli's Wooden Board. But first, I think we should decide. Right, we're at Pleasure Island. We're having a hell of a time. It's us three. It's Lampwick with his messed up little face and the film Pinocchio. It offers you a pint of beer, actual beer and a cigar. Drinking Mm. it will turn it into a donkey. But throwing it away and saying, hey, come on, you're a good boy. You're a great film. You deserve to be a real boy. We'll just take it out of there. It'll make it become a real boy with a tiny nose. What would you guys rather do? Keep this film as a real boy or let it become a horrible little donkey that gets turned into glue? Uh, I, I think I think it, it deserves to be a real boy. 
I think this is like we've said, this is like the the gold standard. Like this is the source material in most of our eyes, isn't it? Although it's not. Like mm. this is when you think Pinocchio, you think of this, and for that. You know, I think it lives up to to when it was made as well. Like I think watching it today, it still hits all the beats that I think it was trying to, and it's it's charming. It's charming and it's quaint. I like mm -hmm. it. Yeah, yeah, uh, I agree. This is definitely a real boy. It's absolutely terrifying. Can be a bit like I don't know. I'm not a hugest fan of the kind of whimsy of the forties, but I think there was a lot of um, a lot of good stuff in this, and the villains are superb. And so is Pinocchio, probably the best one um in my for me uh, so yeah definitely a real boy with a little horrible button nose how about you luke yeah i agree this boy's becoming real i loved it i don't know it's a classic for a reason isn't it it has stood up against a lot of the other disney things and like it is the definitive pinocchio film i suppose as much as i think we've watched others that i have preferred but like yeah this did do the job and it's a classic for a reason love the animation I'm a bit gutted that we've covered this early again. I think I thought that last time with the Guillermo del Toro one. But um, yeah, I thought we should have maybe left this a bit longer. Nah, it's fine. Nah. We'll, watch, we'll get to revisit it when we do the uh, the remake anyway that we're so fond of mentioning. Yay, can't wait. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> another I, real I, boy. I, I think that it's like, although we've covered this one early, I do think that there are like the little gems that well might be gems like this Geppetto film that you're talking about like there's and there's obviously Pinocchio in Shrek like there's all these other appearances outside of like that main Pinocchio story yeah, that I'm really yeah. interested to explore so yeah it kind of does make sense to get this done early really doesn't it yeah we've only had one that's been a donkey so far and that was Pinocchio 3000 but the rest of them in real boys we're loving Pinocchio films uh, for now yeah <laughs> <laughs> early days um so I have here <gasps> I have a um, Stromboli's wooden board um and at the top our current ranking is Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio then we have the um, Adventures of Pinocchio, 1911. Pin is 1911 number two? Yeah, 1911 is number two, yeah. Wow. Okay, fine. 1911. Okay, 1911 Adventures of and uh, Pinocchio 3000. Where are we ranking this? For me, I think I would probably put this in second place just about, just because I think it is merely like down to a technical basis, really. Because I love stop motion, and I think that just added a lot to it. And I did like how much Guillermo del Toro's version did flesh out like the original story. This mm. one's so simple. Like they're both the best of their own worlds, I guess. That one was like a really rich and detailed story that kind of you wouldn't expect from Pinocchio. Whereas this is like really simple. Even though it's still scary, a kid could watch it, understand it easily, and only have mm. nightmares for three weeks. <laughs> um yeah i think it has to be in second place just about but like there's definitely elements of this that are like a lot better than the guillermo del toro one like i think the songs are better in this obviously mm. and um i do love the 2d animation it is still really lovely but i think the stop motion just clinches it for me how about yeah. you guys yeah i was gonna say that i agree i love this film uh, but i really loved guillermo del toro's one like it felt like such a fresh take on this i don't know if it's because this was the original and i know this one like i know this one well and obviously this is the the film that comes to memory when you think of pinocchio but i think that 
Guillermo del Toro's strayed away from a lot and actually made it its own thing. Purely for that, I'm putting it above it, and just because I really enjoyed like the animation style, and you know, it was more modern. It was a, more of a modern take. I think if this were the question that many years ago, I probably would have put this one first. But mm. yeah, so that's why I'll put this one second. Yeah, I agree, definitely second. The Guillermo del Toro one, I think, handles this sad, the sadness a lot better, and I think I like the bug a lot more. I like stop motion in general and stuff, and I think the the ending is more like haunting. Whilst this one is is really good though, still, and um, it's got to be second to that. So yeah, number two for me too. Nice, nice. What a compliment to Guillermo del Toro that his film's better than this classic. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Good stuff. I mean, it's it's been a it's been a good journey. I've enjoyed revisiting this one. Should we take a little trip, a quick trip back to the workshop and uh, get settled down and maybe have like a little bedtime story or something? Oh yay! Yeah, that sounds lovely. Let's do it. Right, we're back in the workshop. Look, I'm going to just draw the curtains. Do you guys want to be tucked into bed or do you want to sit on like a little rug? I want to be tucked into bed. I want to stand okay. up. <laughs> Joe's standing up in the corner of the room, turned to I'm face the wall the like wall. the Blair Witch Project. <laughs> and I'm really tucked in, like really tight. I can't get out of this bed. Yeah, you look like that little uh, wartime graffiti thing with his nose yeah. stuck <laughs> over like that, <laughs> over the wall. All right, kids, is everyone okay? Yeah, I'm pretty good. Enough? I'm ready. Just as a recap... From chapter one and two, Pinocchio hasn't been born yet. <laughs> Petto had a fight with Mr. Cherry over the, the lump of wood. I think that was about it. Chapter three, Geppetto goes home and makes his puppet. He calls him Pinocchio. The puppet gets into mischief. It's a little summary of what to expect. Geppetto's little room on the ground floor was lit by a window under the stairs. His furniture could not have been simpler. An old chair, a tottering bed and a broken down table. At the back of the room, you could see a fireplace with the fire lit, but the fire was painted, and over the fire was painted a kettle boiling merrily with a cloud of steam that was just like real steam. As soon as he arrived home, Geppetto took his tools and began to make his puppet. Hmm, what shall I call him? He asked himself. I think I shall call him Pinocchio. That name will bring him a good luck. I once knew a whole family of Pinocchios, there was Pinocchio the father, and Pinocchia the mother, and Pinocchiki the children, and they all got along splendidly. The richest of them was a beggar. Having thought out a name for his puppet, he started <laughs> his work with great determination. He made his hair, his forehead, and his eyes in a very short time. As soon as the eyes were finished, imagine his bewilderment when he saw them moving and looking at him. When Geppetto saw those two wooden eyes looking at him, he did not like it at all, and he said angrily, Naughty wooden eyes, why are you staring at me? But no one answered. Bit weird. <laughs> After the eyes, he made the nose, but as soon as it was finished, it began to grow. It grew and it grew, and in a few minutes' time, it was as long as if there was no end to it. Poor Geppetto worked fast to shorten it, but the more he cut it off, the longer that insolent nose became. After the nose, he made the mouth. But before he had finished it, it began to laugh and poke fun at him. Stop laughing, <laughs> said Geppetto. But he might as well have spoken to the wall. Stop laughing, I say, he shouted menacingly. The mouth stopped laughing and stuck out its tongue. <laughs> However, 
As Geppetto did not want to spoil the puppet, he pretended not to see it and continued his work. After the mouth, he made the chin, then the neck, the shoulders, the stomach, the arms and the hands. As soon as the hands were finished, Geppetto's wig was snatched from his head. He looked up, and what should he see but his yellow wig in the puppet's hands? Pinocchio, giving me back my wig at once. But Pinocchio, instead of giving back the wig, put it on his own head and was almost hidden under it. This cheeky, mocking behaviour made Geppetto feel sadder than ever before in his life. He turned to Pinocchio and said, You scoundrel of a son, you are not even finished and you already disobey your father. That's bad, my boy, very bad. And he wiped away a tear. They were still the legs and feet to make. When Geppetto had finished the feet, he received a kick on the nose. It serves me right, he said to himself. I should have thought of it before. Now it is too late. He took the puppet in his hands and put him down on the floor to see if he could walk. But Pinocchio's legs were stiff and he did not know how to move them. So Geppetto led him by the hand and showed him how to put one foot before the other. When the stiffness went out of his legs, Pinocchio started to walk alone and run around the room. And finally he slipped through the door into the street and ran away. Poor old Geppetto ran after him as quickly as he could. But he did not catch him for the little rascal jumped like a rabbit and his wooden feet clattered on the pavement making as much noise as 20 pairs of wooden shoes. Why? Why? <laughs> don't know. It's He's heavy. Really powerful. <laughs> Catch him! Catch him! cried Geppetto. But when the people saw that wooden puppet running as fast as a racehorse, they looked at him in amazement and then laughed and laughed and laughed until their sides were aching. At last, by some lucky chance, a policeman came. When he heard the clatter, he thought somebody's horse had run away from its master. So he courageously stood in the middle of the street with his legs apart in order to stop it and prevent any more trouble. From far away, Pinocchio saw the policeman barricade in the street, and he decided to run between his legs, but he failed dismally. The policeman, without moving from his place, picked him up by the nose, that ridiculous <laughs> long nose that seemed made on purpose to be caught by a policeman, and returned him to Geppetto, who wanted to pull his ears to punish him for his naughtiness. Imagine what he felt when he could not find any ears. And do you know why? because he had made them in such a hurry that he'd forgotten his ears. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's why he's been so awful. He can't hear. Yeah, don't worry, kids. We'll see. He might make the ears soon. Honestly, don't worry. I hope so. So he took him by the nape of his neck, and as they walked away, he said, shaking his head menacingly, You just come home, and I'll settle your account when we get there. At this threatening remark, Pinocchio threw himself down on the ground and refused to walk. A crowd of idle and inquisitive people gathered around him, some said one thing or the other. That poor puppet, said some of them, is right, not wanting to go home. Who knows how horribly that bad Geppetto might beat him. And others added with evil tons. Geppetto seems to be a good man, but he is a perfect tyrant with children. If we leave that poor marionette in his hands, he may tear him to pieces. In short, so much was said and done that the policeman let Pinocchio go and decided to take poor Geppetto to prison. He could not, for the time being, say anything in his own defence, but he cried like a calf. And as they walked towards the prison, he whimpered, Wretched son, and to think that I worked so hard to make a fine puppet. But serve me right, I ought to have known what would happen. What happened afterwards is almost too much to believe, and I shall tell you about it in the following chapters. Do you want to hear one more chapter? Go on. Go on then.
You two are <laughs> sat there wide-eyed. Like, I mean, Joe's doing work on his computer, I can tell. You. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm doing relevant work, don't worry. You're supposed to be sat in... The... He's making the cards. That's what he's doing. <laughs> Joe, listen to this. I need reactions. We need content. I am, I am listening. I'm listening. <laughs> I was wondering what you were doing when you stood up in the corner of the workshop while I was about to read the story. <laughs> I knew your mind would be elsewhere. Chapter 4. The story of Pinocchio and the talking cricket in which we see that naughty children do not like to be corrected by those who are wiser than they are. Well, I must tell you children, that while poor Geppetto was led to prison through no fault of his own, that rascal Pinocchio, left alone, ran home across the fields as quickly as possible. In his hurry, he jumped over high banks, thorn hedges, and ditches full of water, like a kid or a young hare running away from the hunters. <laughs> when he arrived home, when he arrived home, he found the door ajar. Pushing it open, he went in and locked it securely after him. Then he threw himself down on the ground with a sigh of relief. But the relief did not last long, for he heard someone in the room saying, "Wait, what did they say? You went silent." Three, three. <laughs> Who is uh, calling me? Said Pinocchio, frightened. It is I. Oh no! Is that the voice you're going to do for Pinocchio? Uh, that was Pinocchio's voice last time, kids. It was no, what, what kept was you it? awake. You had like a British voice last time. Who's calling me? It's <laughs> like that. There we go. That's it. Yeah. Said Pinocchio, frightened. It is I. Pinocchio turned and saw a big cricket creeping up the wall. Tell me, cricket, who are you? I am the talking cricket, and I have lived in this room a hundred years or more. What? <laughs> this is my room, and you will oblige me by going away at once without even turning around. I shall not leave, replied the cricket, until I have told you a great truth. Well then, tell me and be quick about it. Woe to those boys who revolt against their parents and run away from home. They will never do any good in this world and sooner or later they will repent bitterly. Sing away, Cricket, just as long as you please. But as for me, tomorrow at sunrise I am going to leave. But if I stay here, the same oh, will happen no. to me as happens to other boys. I shall be sent to school, and one way or the other, by love or by force, I shall be made to study. <laughs> you poor fool. Don't you know that if you spend your time like that, you will grow up to be a great donkey and everyone will make fun of you? Be quiet, you good-for-nothing croaking cricket! Shouted Pinocchio. But the cricket, who was patient and a philosopher too, instead of being oh, offended God. by such impudence, continued in the same tone. But if you don't like to go to school, why don't you learn a trade? So that you may at least earn your bread honestly. Do you want me to tell you something? answered Pinocchio, beginning to lose his patience. Of all the trains in the world, there is only one which really attracts me. And what might that be? To eat, drink, sleep and amuse myself and to lead a vagabond life from morning to night. Let me tell you, said the talking cricket, as calm as ever. God, I do not like this wooden boy. But those who follow the trade finish nearly always in a hospital or in prison. Be careful, you cricket of ill omen. If you make me angry, woe betide you. <laughs> this is a long chapter. <laughs> angry. It's nearly done. <laughs> Poor Pinocchio. I'm really sorry for you. Why are you 
you sorry for me? <laughs> because you are a puppet, and what is worse, you have a wooden head. At these last words, Pinocchio lost his temper and seizing a mallet from the bench, threw it at the cricket. What? Perhaps he did not mean to hit him, but unfortunately the mallet struck him right on the head. The poor cricket had scarcely time to cry, cri, cri, cri. And there he was, stretched out stiff and flattened against the wall. What? He killed him? Good night, kids. Have a lovely dream. (laughs) Killed him? Yep, chapter four ends with Pinocchio killing the cricket. Oh and my there's God. even an illustration in the book of the hammer against the wall with the cricket oh in between gosh. it. You see that? Yeah, that poor that's... cricket. There you go, kids. That's another two chapters down. We are currently 23 pages into the, let's see. Wow, there's a lot of pages. 257 <laughs> pages. <laughs> so wow. So in a couple of years. Of the way there. In a couple of years, you'll be able to cut it all together and make an entire audiobook of it. Yeah, with loads of interruptions, <laughs> giggling yeah. in the background. <laughs> I don't think perfect. that would meet the audible standards. <laughs> well, thanks, thanks for that. listening, kids. Thank you. I was going to say, it's funny you say that about the, the cricket part of this, because that's something that I think Disney obviously cut out of their film. But I remember that was one of the things where Walt Disney was chopping and changing it. In an early version of it, they had a version where Pinocchio kills Jiminy. <laughs> <laughs> as per the book does that. the book is already Luke's favourite version of the story because Jiminy Cricket's not in it the book's yeah. dead very early I mean I'm not a big fan of your Pinocchio voice it's making me feel very ill um, are you? I don't know how it could be any better <laughs> <laughs> what, no, you what other version it. could I go with I mean that's what Pinocchio sounds like isn't it yeah I think the uh, the Shrek voice is probably the most endearing like, ah, what do you mean? okay then I'll try and do that one next time that <laughs> was more like something out of South Park but yeah there you go I, I, I'm i just loving this book it's it's probably my favourite part of the podcast book, isn't it? should we go to the library and see what we're going to do next time <laughs> yes okay let's pull another book off the shelf let's look what have we got Oh, this that's weird. So far, they've all been books, but this one's a DVD of the classic animated film, Shrek. Yeah, so this is um, Shrek 1. I don't even remember Pinocchio being in this one. <laughs> that much. I don't think he... Does he have a line? I think he's in it. I think he's one of the first parts of the film. Really? I think right. There's like a, a row of like Farquaad's goons and people are selling fairy tale creatures to them. Yeah. They're turning them in. And Geppetto's there giving Pinocchio over. I feel like maybe Pinocchio. I feel like Pinocchio might do something like, "Ah, you've got to get to the kids of Farquaad's kids out of our land." Yeah, he says something like that. I think the whole thing he does in the whole film. I was gonna say, I'm sure in one of the later films, doesn't he have quite a big part in it? Or like a yeah, yeah, Shrek two. Yeah, we're gonna have yeah Shrek two and Shrek three. He's got big parts, but we're not gonna get to them for another couple of years. So I think we do a Shrek film every six episodes or whatever this is gonna be. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Well, like and that, that now yeah, includes Puss in Boots as well, I think. Yeah, Puss in Boots, oh, The Last yeah. Witch, has a very one. good very good Geppetto, uh, sorry, very good uh, Jiminy Cricket and a very good Pinocchio scene. So There you go. Well, we'll get to that in 18 years. episodes or whatever it is, <laughs> <laughs> which is a year and a half. <laughs> Great. Well, I can't wait to revisit Shrek. It's one of my favourite films. I, I do love Shrek. The first one's an underrated classic. Everyone talks yeah. about the second one, but that first one's bloody good as well it is very good if you want to get in touch with us before that or recommend other pinocchio stuff we should check out 
you can email us realboyspod at gmail.com yeah we're real boys pod everywhere that's twitter and instagram and yeah. that's it just those real two. boys pod remember it's real with two e's and boys with a z yeah I like what it says on the podcast you're listening to right now real yeah, boys just look at your screen <laughs> give us good reviews tell your friends about real boys i know it sounds weird yeah. but if they just give us a chance they might like us <laughs> <laughs> all right well thank you for listening thanks again to joe Tarone for the theme song luke thomas for the artwork um yes. some guy for the logo um, weekly planet posters that's it yeah and, and Terry for being our coach master yeah i am the coach whipping us into <laughs> <laughs> whipping everyone into shape and turning us all into donkeys <laughs> <laughs> all right well come back next month for shrek cool thank you very much we've been the real boys and it's been real i'm a little wooden boy all i wanted was some love And they all lived happily ever after as real boys. See you next time. Real boys!